Welcome back. I am Charles Musgrove with the Bean Team and host of Business Matters. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of Business Matters. Like all of our others, we bring great knowledge, knowledge that you need to run your business effectively, to keep you out of trouble, to make you run efficiently, to make you make sure that you're handling your HR issues correctly. And you know, we we rely on the subject matter experts. We deal with a lot of attorneys. We deal with other experts in different different components of business. And today we have a returning guest. His name is Scott Callen. Scott, thank you for joining us again. Thank you for having me. All right. Scott is with the Coleman Law Firm. And Scott, he has an expertise in employment law. So he deals with a lot of other matters as well, but his specialty is, is employment law. He gives a lot of speeches to different groups. Uh, he is the go-to person, the go-to attorney uh, for many of us out there in the listening audience, especially for me. I love to go to Scott when there's uh, making sure that I have my employment documents correct. And if there's uh, issues that need to be handled with delicacy, Scott is one to do that. So, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you. Thank you for that introduction in particular. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, today we're going to... I think we've 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 selected a topic that is uh, that's good and bad, but it's most every business, most every employer has to deal with it at some point in time, and it's a termination. So, right. you know the old uh, saying that is that is overused, but you're fired. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. So we're gonna that's a that's a the topic of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's an important. To- it's just a it, it's it's a topic that. If you own a business and have employees, uh, it's just a fact of life. It's unfortunate, but eventually at some point in time, you're going to go through this analysis. So I think it's a very salient uh, topic to cover. So whatever you want to get into, let's go for it. Yeah, it's a good topic. And uh, this is really the pre-roll before we do the the recording for the the radio show. The radio show is Real Talk 93.3. And we'll start that recording in a minute. But this is really to get us set up for the show uh, those of you that are listening on Apple Podcast or YouTube, if you're not, go check that out. We're on uh, YouTube under Bean Team, and we're on Apple Podcast. Uh, and you can also see our shows at BeanTeam.com. So here's here is that information. I put it on the bottom of this this whiteboard, and we're going to put our let's frame up the the topic of today. So I want to put this on the the whiteboard too. So we got a little uh, visual aid, if you will, that's going to be there for our show. So today we're going to talk about terminations. All right, so there are, I guess to, to uh, kind of frame this, we won't go into the details, but let's kind of frame this out for, for the, the meat of the show. So I guess the one of the first questions you always ask about terminations is, can you, can you terminate someone? Correct. So let's, let's put that as item one, can you? Yeah. That would be from, is there a, a, a any kind of law that prohibits you from terminating the employee? If not, you've got the green light to at least make a decision about whether you will terminate the employee. Okay, so that is that is item one. Can you terminate? Um, I guess after you've answered that question, can you or can you not, and my, my inclination was normally you probably can terminate someone, but after you make that decision, uh, Yes or no? Correct. Then you then there's probably a deeper analysis that that you go through, and that's probably a should you. Absolutely correct. Yeah, the should you analysis. 
Nothing precludes the employer from terminating uh, the employee, but is it a prudent, wise uh, decision, either from a risk standpoint or from a legal standpoint? And then if you get the, you pass that test, so if yes, you can, yes, you should, and then you probably want to say, well, how do you do it? Right. So that, that would be our third item and how, how to do it. So those are the, there's probably some ancillary topics that, that are also involved that, are, that would be after, after the how-to, but things to consider <laughs> and, and, pro- and probably the analysis. It's a little bit more complicated at times, but that's a nice roadmap. Yeah, so is there anything else that we want to put on the topics or kind of subsets of termination? I think that's a good core map to address. Uh, the how-to piece, uh, there's a segue off of that about severance agreements and whether you offer severance or not. Uh, there's post-termination issues related to enforcing non-competition agreements. There's unemployment compensation issues. Does, is an employee entitled to unemployment or not? Uh, there's a host of uh, you know, plethora of other issues to get into, but most employers and companies I want uh, or I'm working with, they they basically want to know these three questions. Good, yeah. You touched on some other topics: the the unemployment. Uh, are they eligible for unemployment insurance through the through the state of Florida? If we're in, if you're listening in the state of Florida, so that's through the unemployment insurance fund that that the employer has paid into. So are they eligible for that? If they're not, then why why would they not be? Uh, are there other benefits that the employer has to consider and part of the evaluation on, on how they pay out to the uh, terminated employee? So this is a, like like we kicked off. This is a real it's a real topic. It's uh, it's relevant. If you have employees, this is something you, that you most likely are going to face at some point in the future if you haven't already done it. So hopefully, if you've if you've dealt with that in the past, you have uh, you've done that correctly and. If not, this is uh, ammunition for knowing how to deal with it in the future. So um, let's get it right going forward if it hasn't been right in the past. So with that, I'm going to head John, our producer. He's going to tee us up with some music, and we're going to go right into the recording for the show. Welcome to the Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove. On Business Matters, we discuss the issues that matter to your business. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and BeanTeam.com. And now here's your host, Charles Musgrove. Good morning and welcome back. Hey, we have another exciting show of Business Matters. I'm your host, Charles Musgrove with the Bean Team. Yes, we bring knowledge. We bring it nugget style we got some today we have scott callan in the house and today we're going to bring some legal expertise and we're going to deal with termination scott welcome back hey welcome thank you thank you for having me scott is an employment law attorney with the coleman law firm right here in tallahassee florida they have offices in multiple states so scott has to deal with employment law issues in different states and he's got a world of expertise to bring to us and scott is a go-to attorney that i deal with on employment law matters so scott thank you for what you've helped me with in the past and i know that you'll be a resource in the future also hey thank you so much so Uh, always happy to help good man it is uh you know we we have to deal with 
legal issues in a lot in a, in many parts of our business and, right. and dealing with uh, employment matters is a critical item to get right right so we unfortunately we have to deal Scott I don't take this the wrong way but a lot of times we have to deal <laughs> with attorneys and no. we have to and we have to make sure that that we get it right because there's there's no redo in a lot of this that is correct. There's an attorney lurking behind every corner to make something more difficult than it has to be. That is correct. Well, that's that's well said, and I'm glad you, you put it that way. So <laughs> it is, but you got to get it right. So terminations, uh, you know, the you're, you are fired now. So nobody wants to deal with it in, in that harsh or that that uh, cut and dry of a, of a confrontation, but it's, it's uh, to terminate someone means they're fired. So Right. There is uh, there's several steps that we want to, that we have to go through in in that process. So let's um, let's kind of tee that up in the in kind of frame what we're going to talk about and then go into more detail. Okay. All right. Yeah. The first topic that comes to mind that's frequently addressed to me is uh, the business owner will ask me, Scott, can we terminate the employee? In other words, is there any law that precludes or prohibits? Uh, me as a business owner from terminating the employee. Typically, believe it or not, the employer doesn't want to terminate the employee. Uh, so, you know, they're like, well, what, is there anything that stops me if I have to take this step? So that's that's component one. That's the can you piece. The next piece of it is, okay, we can, but should we based on risk analysis or wisdom about whether uh, it's the right move for your business, uh, some kind of legality issue that comes into play, uh, something dealing with customers or operations. Uh, there's a there's a plethora of issues to factor in there, but the, it's the should piece after you get past the you can, there's the should, and then it's how do you go about doing it if you make a decision to terminate the employee. Okay, so the first, the first question that the employer wants to ask is, can you? Correct. So I would, I would say that the answer to that is almost always, at least in the state of Florida, yes, you can. Right. Yeah. In general, uh, there's a term, that it, it's a legal term, uh, but it's also a term that a lot of business owners are familiar with. Sometimes it gets stretched beyond the legal import or what the law really holds with respect to this statement, but there's a concept called employment at will. So most employers are familiar with that concept. Even employees are familiar with that concept. In general, you can fire an employee for any reason other than an illegal reason. So uh, it's a pretty broad brush. Uh, my law school professor said if you wanted to fire an employee because he or she had blue hair, uh, the employment at will doctrine would you would allow you to fire the employee if, uh, for having blue hair because there's no law at least not the time I was going to law school, that said you uh, employees are allowed to have blue hair and you can't fire an employee for having blue hair. So that's a really uh, you know, simplified analogy, if you will. But employment at will, you can fire an employee unless there's some specific law that says, no, you can't fire an employee for that particular reason. So if I'm kind of stretched to see what, what a re- why you could not, I guess if you fired somebody because they are male or female, that would be in the prohibited uh, box of it falls into the box of there's you can unless it's illegal. And the if you uh, fired an employee because of their sex or gender, that would be in the box of it's prohibited. OK, so that's prohibited. What would be is there another example that 
that's possible or that you may that you've seen in the past where you the answer is no you cannot fire someone yeah in general this is how this is a good way to, to describe it uh so employment at will i'll go back to that real quickly uh the term cause or not for cause those are common terms that i hear thrown around employment at will you do not have to have quote unquote cause to fire an employee okay uh, so that there's no requirement by law that says you have to articulate or advance some cause, something egregious that the employee did. Uh, as long as it doesn't violate law, you do not have to have, quote unquote, for cause. Uh, now, whether you should have for cause, I'll address that in the should you section. But then in the uh, the other piece of it where you do have to have cause is where an employee would have an employee uh, an employment agreement or some kind of terms that say um, uh, Joe or Sally uh, working for XYZ company can only be fired for cause and the enumerated reasons for cause include and they're usually like some type of uh, uh, egregious uh, performance violation or some type of stealing or theft or inability to work for a certain period of time so usually for cause is delineated and described in an employment agreement what constitutes for cause. And then in the employment agreement, there's also another piece that says termination without cause. So uh, to take it, so if you don't have an employment agreement, you're in the uh, employment at will box, right. as we talked about. If you have an employment agreement, you need to look to see if there are for cause terms and and you have to figure out compliance within the rubric or the uh, the four corners of that agreement. Okay, so most most usually, yes, you can. You've got to deal with those outlying circumstances. Is it prohibited? Is it illegal? Is there another document that may uh, outline how you deal with that? Correct. So then we move to the should you. So then that that really takes the the call to uh, the attorney that 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 requires the call to Scott and you right. describe the circumstance this is what we've got and then there's an assessment of should you should you terminate this person right right and I'm for your listeners uh, I'll, I'll delineate or describe uh, an analysis that I work through with clients it's it's not exactly this every single time but I call it a due diligence analysis and common questions that come up that I would ask to a client uh, that we would discuss and vet. And yes, it's in today's world where employers frequently get sued and sometimes employers actually mess up the law because the law is sometimes convoluted and difficult to, to know these days about what you're allowed to do and what not to do. But what do we do? What do we do through this due diligence should you analysis? Uh, the first piece of it I usually ask, is it consistent with your policies? So if the employee is being fired for, uh, let's just say, uh, three times of being absent from work, if I looked at your handbook, would it say the employee can be fired for being absent for three times? Or does the policy provide that uh, you would can be terminated after five times of being absent from work? So I'm looking for consistency in the policies. Uh, I'm looking for consistency with any agreements and uh, not to get too granular, but as you can have employment agreements that are not the ones that are the for cause, not for cause, but there there might be like an employment offer letter or some kind of email that's laying out what would be uh, the reasons why you could terminate an employee. You have to make sure you're consistent with your understandings and agreements. Uh, you have to be consistent with law. And so where I'm going with that is 
the the law that I typically deal with is usually in the umbrella of discrimination, retaliation, and harassment laws. Uh, so what if you distill all those laws down, the employer in, in legal cases that I deal with essentially has to advance a, a lawful business reason for the termination. So they have to have a reason. And so I go through, well, what's the reason? Do we have a reason? And if we're going to have a reason, what I will work with clients on is that that's the reason that you are selecting and that is the reason we have to stay with. If there's a lawsuit, you have there has to be consistencies. If you have, I terminated you for blue hair, but then I tell uh, the court or an employee or a lawyer or a judge that, no, I really terminated the person because they're wearing um, some type of shoes that I don't like. There's inconsistency between shoes and the hair. Or in other words, if I fire an employee because of poor performance, but yet I tell the employee they're being fired because of a layoff. Those See, there's contradictions. So whatever you pick as the lawful business reason, make sure it is a lawful business reason and also make sure you are going to stay harmonious and consistent throughout the termination with that reason. Right. So you have to have the reason has to be legitimate. Correct. It's, it's best if it conflicts with existing policies and procedures that are written. If it does not conflict, if it's consistent with. Right, if it's consistent with that or existing agreements and it cannot conflict with right. law. Right, right. So usually the law that you're dealing with there, as you pointed out, is discrimination. So right. discrimination is another broad broad area, whether it's age, gender, you have it. There's there's a lot more discrimination areas that, that have to be considered. There is... So many that it's hard to capture. That's maybe a whole nother podcast, a series of podcasts. Yeah. But when you distill those discrimination laws down to the very essence of what an employer has to prove, they have to prove that they had a legitimate and lawful reason. And the reason they're using is not the discriminatory reason. So if I fired you for, for poor performance, that's the reason you were fired, not that you are a man or a woman or you're disabled or any of the other prohibited areas. So <clears throat> I know this is stating the obvious, but if it is, whatever that reason is and making the assumption that it's a legitimate reason, that it is not in conflict with any policies, procedures, or law, right. then you, it is prudent upon the employer to have documentation or some type of Ev- evident. I hate to use the word evidence, but that's no, okay. It's a, it's an okay word. You, it's, re- it's reality. You really have to have that evidence in place when you make that decision. That's part of your analysis. Absolutely fantastic point. Yes. So here's where there's uh, miss misnomers, um, inaccurate understandings. But employers say, well, it's really the employee's burden of proof uh, to show that I did something wrong, or. Uh, the employment at will doctrine, like we talked about before, says I can fire an employee for any reason. Okay, yeah, all right. Those are that's accurate in a sense, but the reality is, if you uh, get sued for firing an employee for an unlawful reason, you are going to have to prove, in a sense, uh, not as, just the way the legal standards work, that you fired the employee for that. So documentation is what you need to be able to tell and prove your side of the story. If you don't have that, then who knows who's right or wrong. He said, she said, 
he said, he said, whatever you want to say, but you need to be able, the way I describe it to companies is you need to be able to have a Netflix movie and I need to be able to see the characters. I need to be able to see what happened during each part of the movie. I need to build up to the end conclusion of the Netflix movie that you terminated the employee for this reason. And here are all the different pieces to that movie that lead to this conclusion. Right. And unfortunately, I don't want to be too too negative or pessimistic in this, but really you have to prove your innocence. So um, – you have to defend yourself, so the the cost to defend yourself is not free. So the more evidence that you have in the bank to defend yourself, and you can present that early on, the better you, the better positioned you are. Yeah, I'll say in today's litigious climate, and I'm not going to make a judgment call one way or another on that, but I will say in today's climate as a business owner. It is very prudent to have documentation, to know why you're firing the employee, and to make sure that's consistent with everything that we just discussed and to get legal consultation to do so. Good. So I'm going to put, before we move to the the third point in the how-to, we're still in the assessment of the should you. The other other plug I'm going to put in here, and I know you do not sell this, but EPLI insurance is an important protection that you should have. You should pay for that insurance. You should have that for matters dealing with employer-employee relations. Yeah, it's EPLI, uh, Employment Practices Liability Insurance, is no different, to simplify it, uh, than having insurance is if you get uh, into an auto accident and you're accused of you being at fault for the auto accident. So here, let's just say you had lawful business reasons. Maybe you didn't document everything you should have. Maybe you have a disgruntled employee who's now saying something happened that didn't happen. But uh, lawsuits happen. Uh, it's just a reality. I wouldn't be, have a line of work if not. Uh, but employment practice liability insurance is there to provide business uh, insurance protection in case you get sued for some employment practice violation. Correct. And most of those are set up so they will provide the defense for that. Uh, they may or may not provide for the – if there's uh, – punitive damages assessed, but they will cover the defense cost on that. So Typically. I would I would definitely say something you should look into as a business owner, look at the cost. If you don't get sued often, then maybe that's not something you need to concern be concerned too much about. But um, if you're over 10 or 15 employees, I would take a serious look at it. Right. And what from what I've seen in many business types that we've dealt with, that the cost of EPLI is, is not very expensive and well worth the well worth the premium on that. Okay, so we have we spent a good bit of time in the assessment phase, which which is standard, which you should do that, is determining should you terminate someone. Before we move on real quick, let me hit on one more point before we move into the how-to piece of okay. it, because I think this is critical. Uh, there's no law that says this. There's no law that provides for it. But this is how it plays out in the real world uh, in a legal battle. Uh, so this is an important piece. And I work with my clients on this. I'm going to go back to my Netflix movie piece of it, okay? The Netflix movie should lead you from step to step to step to, to the conclusion the employee was fired for a lawful reason, not the unlawful reason. But the piece that employers need to understand is there's also, um, just like any movie, there needs to be a humanistic uh, approach and understanding of it. So can I fire an employee who has cancer and hasn't been able to work for two months? 
Is there a law that says you uh, can fire an employee if they're not able to show up to work for a period of time? Yes. Uh, but the reality of that is, so in other words, let's say we make it past step one, nothing per- stops that. We make it through half a step two, which is, well, all of our policies allow for it. We provide a certain amount of leave for this employee. But at the end of the day, you're still left in the box of I'm firing an employee with cancer. There is a human element to this, and every good termination, if there is such a thing, there's a human element where the employer will weigh that and understand, is that still a good termination? If I'm firing an employee for cancer, how likely am I get to be sued as an employee has cancer as opposed to just didn't show up to work and stayed up last night drinking? Those are two different pieces of the equation. So you need to look at this, work with an attorney, but... There's an optics piece of this, just to be real frank. And this, I call it the human element. Is the human element, once you get to a jury trial and to a court, the human element is what drives, and the emotions is what drives how do these, uh, these formulas and points we're talking about, do they shift your way as a company or do they shift to the employee's way? You want to know who's the victim in the Netflix story. Absolutely. I like the Netflix analysis, uh, and it does come back to – the human part of it is that's real. You have to deal with that. That is absolutely real. You also have to do, deal with the economics of it. If you're a small business and that's 20% of your workforce, then you may not can afford to to carry that, even though that's the human thing to do. Is Which to- is what you just brought up. I'll, I'll move on. But that is exactly the analysis. So on one hand, dear court, uh, we regret having to fire Sally or Joe. They had a medical condition. That's not what we wanted to do. However, court, I'm a small business owner. If I am not able to provide this service through this employment function, my the whole business and all the other employees are adversely impacted. You, you see where? Oh, yeah. But that's the analysis you have to go right. through. That, and that's a real analysis. And the, the smaller the business, the more, the more those points are just there they're so impactful yes the the 20 percent of that of your workforce has cancer that's that's terrible but 20 percent of your workforce can be detrimental to the success of the business and the survival and it it changes from size of if you have an employee that needs to be out of work for three months that will probably have more of a significant impact on a small employer but if you have 200 employees and four people in that job position, I'm not trying to say, you know, say anything's wrong with big companies and go adverse to big companies. But the, the outside world, the jury looking in may say, well, that's big company. They may be able to sustain uh, a blow to their workforce by missing somebody for three months. Small employer, that's a different equation. Exactly. All right. So let's move on to the third point in is once you've made the decision to yes, we're going to terminate how to terminate. I think that's right. That's important. And the how to, how you answer, how you execute the how to can really help avoid any future litigation. So if you handle that correctly, maybe it costs you a little bit of money, but deal is done. Nothing's going to come back on you. Yeah. Well, it, it positions you best for the risk assessment about whether you will get sued. It's also, and a lot of times, uh, I'm a business realist, but a lot of times it's just the right thing to do too. Uh, but how you go about terminating somebody can absolutely determine whether you have a lawsuit or you do not. Just as, It's just the fact of the matter. Absolutely. And I think that's um, what you hit on there. That's That goes back to the right thing, the, the human thing is 
uh, is there a severance involved in that? How do you how do you end that relationship? Because it is a relationship that the employer has with the employee. So just like any other that that there's a separation, you want to make sure that you don't burn bridges. That it's a it ends as well as it can. Right, right. It's a divorce essentially. Uh, so you want it's it's a position that nobody wants to be in, but that's the reality. How do you navigate? I've got a couple of points just to hit on those. Uh, The first piece I frequently deal with is the communication to the employee. How do you go about telling an employee they're going to be fired? Well, that's not an easy discussion for anybody, right? Right. And so a lot of people fear that discussion um, because they don't want to let somebody down or they don't want to hurt their feelings or it's just a difficult conversation to have. Here's where pieces go wrong. Frequently, I see companies where they don't provide any explanation to the employee. They just say something along the lines of, uh, we're going to part ways, or they use some amorphous broad stroke of, we'll go uh, a different direction, or it's just not working out, or sometimes they'll even lie, and the employer will lie, and I use the word lie, uh, it will be portrayed as a lie, but sometimes the lie is born out of some goodwill to save face for the employee, and they're trying to do a good thing. They don't want to tell the employee they're absolutely horrible at what they do, but so they'll they'll say something that's just not true to help the employee save face, and it turn backfire. So, for point one on the communication to the employee, if you're going to fire an employee, you should provide them an explanation. Now, when I say explanation, that's some amount of detail. The reason, in other words, if job performance is it, it needs to be job performance is it. Because if you go in with something else, then they'll say, hold on, I was fired for job performance, but yet it's really something other than that when I get to court. So you need to provide an explanation. Make sure the explanation is accurate, too. You need to confirm that. We talked about that. But then here's the other piece. Less is more. You want an explanation, but this is not the Trump impeachment hearings, okay? We don't have five days of hearings about whether the person should or should not be fired. The employee says they never did anything. Your decision has been made, and the decision is going to be delivered, but it is not a debate point. Good. That uh, You must have trained me well. Those are items that I remember, to Be concise in the explanation. Be certain about it. Do not waver about it. Do not talk about it. Make it make it as explain as much as you need to but it, it is not a long drawn out conversation right. the worst position no not the one of the worst positions to get into is the employee says i was terminated calls an, a, an attorney and says uh, i'm just using a, a worst case example here but i have cancer the employee said i was terminated and the employment attorney says well why were you terminated and the employee says they didn't give me a reason. Right. What are you left with? Oh, yeah. I have they, cancer and I don't have a reason. They terminated me for discrimination because yeah. I have cancer. Yeah, exactly. So that's um, – the attorney says, come on down. Actually, they probably go pick them up at that point. <laughs> so one one other question on the how-to. So when we're delivering – when we're communicating that to the employee, do we do we give them something in writing? Sometimes. Or, okay, so that – yeah, that's a sometimes that's a le- legal piece of it. Uh, it's OK. Uh, it can be good. You Sometimes you want to document why you're terminating the employee. Right. Um, it's uh, more times than not. That's probably a, a positive way to go from a legal risk standpoint. Uh, sometimes you want to give the employee an opportunity to resign. So let them save face and say, I resign. So when they go to get another job, you want to have the employee be able to bridge over to another job. The, the faster they're getting another job somewhere else, probably less risk for you Absolutely. in terms of getting sued. But So putting something in writing, 
yeah, you want to be able to document the file. Do you give it to the employee? Sometimes maybe you just have documentation for yourself that you record what you did inform the employee of the termination for it. All right. So I know that uh, one thing we probably brushed over, but when you when you terminate someone, a lot of times you want you want to give them a document to sign that all is well. They've been paid all that's due to them. They sign that. So that's a way that maybe at the time you deliver the, the termination, there's some severance. They sign that sign off at all as well. That helps in that relationship too. True. Yeah, some kind of closeout memo or letter, if you will. Yes. Uh, that's a good way to do it. Uh, a couple other places, just make sure you recover your computers, all your manuals, all your property. Uh, again, you're breaking up. So you, you need to make sure you get back from the employee what you have bestowed to the employee. Uh, and also think through damages to the customers. Think through how you will communicate the termination to other employees uh, because a lot of that information gets back to the employee being fired. So these Good. are all relevant factors. And one other thing we didn't touch on, but termination versus resignation will affect unemployment insurance as well. How that fired or terminated employee receives benefits from unemployment fund in the future. It can. Yeah, it can. So Scott Callen with the Coleman Law Firm, you have provided us with a lot of information today. Thank you so much for returning. We look forward to having you on future shows. I am Charles Musgrove, your host of Business Matters with the Bean Team. We're heard every Sunday right here at 1130 a.m. on Real Talk 93.3. Have a blessed day. Have a great week. Come back and join us next week and check us out on YouTube, Apple Podcast, or BeanTeam.com. Peace and love. Thank you, Charles. The Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove is sponsored by The Bean Team. For all your business accounting and tax preparation needs, visit BeanTeam.com or call 893-7710. You can listen to more episodes of Business Matters on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or visit BeanTeam.com.